Welcome back to Soulback. This is the R&B podcast. I've got Tom and Ed with me. First of all, before I let you guys in, can we just say happy 40th birthday to our boy Usher? No. Can no, I just no, say no. I'm going to be taking I will be taking a shot every time the word Usher is mentioned on this podcast. Oh my gosh, you're taking a shot. <laughs> it's going to be your birthday before we know it. <laughs> I'll be on the floor by the end. Actually, guys, you... um, when I found out it was Usher's birthday, I thought he was turning 22 just because of the music that he's making these days, but he's actually turning oh. 40. So, happy birthday, Usher. We love you. Oh, Ouch. goodness. Oh, we've got a lot of Usher talk to talk about today, and it ain't positive. So, I mean, happy born day, I guess, but you're going to get this work as your present, Usher. <laughs> Tom, I think we've mentioned four shots uh, in. Usher. I'm four shots in already, Ed, just so you know. <laughs> that was what I was about to say. I think we've already said it four times. But, Tom, let's uh, let's talk about something that you do enjoy. Ed, I think you might enjoy it as well. We ta- we've been talking about soul food for uh, for an extensive amount of time. Let's scale it back. Let's talk about one of Tom's favorite drinks of all time, Sunny mm-hmm. Delight. Can we talk about Sunny D? Sunny Tom D? Is that still in the- it? I- do they still make it? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they still make it, but here's the thing about Sunny D players. Like, you can't get the regular, because the regular is like drinking motor oil. It is that thick. If you get like the, I can't remember what the brand is, like California style or something like that, and it's like actual liquid and not goo, like, that's good. But I can't rock You know, the actual... The last time I had Sunny D, I was I was actually volunteering at a homeless shelter here in New York, and that's what we were serving the people: Sunny D in a little cup. Oh my gosh, were they chewing it? <laughs> no, these were grown people. Ugh. Oh, were they chewing it? What? Yes. <laughs> what? Player, that stuff is thick. It's like eating laffy taffy. You're actually Calm right down, now that I remember. Calm down, guys. I'm looking at the ingredients on Wikipedia. Water, corn syrup, and less than 2% juice. So, there you go. No, I'm pretty sure it's just corn syrup with a little bit of water sprinkled on top. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever had tang? I had tang... Like, I I know I've had it as a kid, but I can't even tell you how it tastes. It's been that long. That's what you gotta mix, right? The the, the mascot's like a monkey or something, right? What is it? Ooh, is it a, the mascot's a monkey. I don't remember it's like that. A, it's like a gorilla. Or a, it's a. It's some sort of ape. But continue. It rings a bell. I okay. just remember you got to mix it yourself though, and if you put too much, then that's gonna taste like sludge. Yeah, I re- isn't it like powder and you like stir? Yeah, I'm, I, I vaguely remember this. Yeah, I quickly yep. graduated to Kool Aid like every other normal black person. So Tang didn't really ride with me very long. All right. Well, why are we talking about, well, since we're actually talking about stuff from many, many years ago and stuff that's outdated, let's talk about Keith Sweat. He has a new single out, Boomerang. Excuse me? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Can we talk about Boomerang, Ed, with our girl Candice Price, who we just discovered three minutes before the podcast started? You love this (laughs) single, don't you? Oh my goodness! Shout out to Miss Price. I have no idea. Well, listen, we did do research because when the single came up, both of us were like, "We have no idea who this is." But 
Apparently, she has done some work with Tyree. She's been around for a while. Now, my boy Keith, now y'all know, he, since way back, enjoys the company of the ladies, going back to his first single, Jackie McGee in 87. So, it's nothing for Keith to be featured on a single with a backup vocals with a young lady, whether it's her, Cut Clothes, whoever else, Athena Cage. So, her doing her thing on this didn't really surprise me, because... It's kind of part of course. This song is interesting. And you know Keith is my boy, but I always keep it real. When the trap drums came in, I was like, oh God, Keith, not you. Not you, dog. Not King Keith. Don't bow to the trap gods. But it's not very trappish. It's just kind of influence. It's, uh, it may have to grow on me. It's not bad. But something's off, and I can't put my finger on it. Hmm. Hey, Tom, uh, Keith has a new album coming out, too? It's called, what, uh, Dress to Impress? No, that's the last album. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dress to Impress? Yeah. The reason I say that was because it's probably going to be the same album as the last one, right? <laughs> <sighs> Do you listen? You better hope that you get liquored up so you won't feel these hands when they go upside your head. Anyway, the album is called Playing for Keeps, and 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 it drops out just a couple of days before your boy's birthday. Your wow. boy Keith gave me a birthday present in a new album. God is good. Well, Tom, and he's got a song. Add- he's got a song on the album just for you, Ed. It's called Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. <laughs> is that what wait is it wow, yes there's literally it. a song the track and if you don't like that quite... there's also who's your daddy <laughs> well wait 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 it's time to play a game so we're gonna try to figure out who's your daddy ed is it teddy riley is it tank or is it keith sweat who's your daddy oh please <laughs> you know i you know who i claim just call me Edward Sweat. Just go on and get that. <laughs> Edward Sweat. <laughs> Edward Sweat. We've already got William Swing. Now we got Edward Sweat. And you know, I got Uncle Teddy. That's that. That can be my uncle. Oh my goodness! And Tank. Tank's just the the weird cousin that comes around sometimes. When he comes, you got to hide all the money. <laughs> well, we I wonder where that collaboration up. came from, though. That's interesting. I have a theory on that collaboration, actually, because you know how uh, Tank and uh, Tank had a, and Teddy Riley had a song with Case, and now there's yeah. another Teddy yeah. Teddy Riley track. I'm pretty sure these are just leftover Tank songs. Oh, please! Oh. First of all, Keith has worked with both Tank and, of course, Teddy many times in the past. It ain't nothing but a thing. I'm sure he just called up his boys. Huh. Well, <laughs> shout out to Keith. Um, man. Tom, are you ready to talk about Usher, or do we need to wait a little bit? Uh, so I'm like eight shots in at this point, we're only five minutes into this podcast, so we might as well start before I could still talk. Well, no, I no, because, I mean, hold on. I'd rather keep talking about Keith, but I mean, if we gotta talk Usher, I'll deal with it. Well, I was gonna talk about Usher, but um, when his album dropped on Friday, that wasn't even the first album I listened to. I listened to LMA because I knew that was probably gonna be better, and case in point, it was. So we're gonna talk about LMA's debut album, uh, yes. Boot Up, Trip, 
two big records. Ed, you reviewed this album. What did you think? I reviewed it, um, and I thought it was a solid album. Um, I would like to talk, I'd like to get your two opinions, because of all the albums that I think have dropped this year, I've never seen such a mixed response to it. And I was talking to my wife about it last night, because it's been so interesting. I think, and you can check out the review, of course, soulandstereo.com. I thought it was a pretty solid album. It's got some good singles that are bona fide hits as we already know it's got some decent album cuts and it's got a bunch of forgettable stuff it's kind of the same kind of formula we're seeing with a lot of albums this year where it's like here are two or three good tracks and here's some mess so it's kind of a okay listen but what i found very interesting is that at least in my experience and you two can speak to this a lot of older fans that i've come across seem to actually like the album a lot. But a lot of younger fans, which this album is actually catering to, seems to be like, eh, I ain't feeling it. And and just judging by the responses, it seems like one of the biggest complaints that I'm hearing is that the album and Ella doesn't have a personality. Like, it's just... I can't remember who said this. Shout out to whoever said it, I think, in the cipher. But she's just singing to be singing. And I think that in 2018, we have just become so accustomed to artists having these, I don't want to call them gimmicks, but larger than life personalities. So the Cardi B's of the world, who, I mean, we, people stand over her music, but people just like laughing at her tweets. And then you got kind of a her who has this weird mystique about her. So you fall in love with the person first and then the music second. And with Ella, she's just kind of like, you know, a singer. And that's it. She doesn't really have some gimmick or she's not acting crazy on Twitter. She's not half naked on Instagram. She's just singing. And I don't know if that's the reason why she's not connecting. Because a lot of older fans are like, hey, this she's got some fun songs. And she sounds pretty okay. So I'm rocking with it. So it's been very interesting to see these wide range of reactions to the album. I thought it was okay. Kyle, actually, uh, I listened to it today. Me and Marlene, my wife, listened to it, believe it or not. You want to hear my opinion? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, for those who don't know, Marlene, my wife, we call her like the average music fan. So her opinion Mm -hmm. is what a common music fan would feel like about an album. (laughs) Marlene said she sounds stuck in the middle between the trendier sounds and the older sounds. And it just wasn't really, didn't move her that much. My opinion... It just was, I mean, it is what, I gotta listen again, but nothing really blew me away, like, wow, we have a new star in our hands, you know, like, I don't know, like, I think I agree with you said, Ed, she's just singing to sing, and like what others have said, and it didn't move me, really, you know, I didn't feel it, and uh, Kyle said this was the best album of the year, but to me, that just goes to show how, how little good music we're getting these days, and that's just unfortunate, not saying it's a bad album. Not but like all. if this had come 20 years ago, it would almost be like, a, you know, that's a solid album, but we've got way better. So I don't know, guys. Well, and, and, and I really um, agree with what Marlene was saying. And I think that's why it might be resonating with like some of the kind of older fans that hang around Soul and Stereo and the Soul and Stereo Cypher on Facebook. Because it's, you know, it's familiar, but it's also a little current. So it's got a little bit of familiarity to it. So, and again, like we said, it's got two or three joints that you can rock to, but 
I think I agree. Like, it's just, it's missing a little something. And I think for younger fans who are accustomed to these wild, out-of-control quavos and, you know, wilding out and continuously doing things that are entertaining but not really music-related, when you got an Ella who just come out and like, here's my album, I sound okay, ha-ha, I don't know if it's going to resonate. And that's, and I feel bad because it shouldn't be like that, but it is, and I think that might hurt. You guys want to hear my opinion? If we must. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, well, first of all, um, I'd like to retract my statement of calling it the album of the year because that title oh. actually belongs to the uh, the Naked Dew in the Woods, uh, Lloyd. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, as far as the album itself, I thought it was a it was a good listen. It sort of reminds me of like the R and B that I grew up listening to when I was a teenager during those like Chris Brown and Trey songs and Neo days, which you know I definitely gravitate towards. Um, and I think you said something that was really interesting, and I agree with it's that this album really reminds me of Beyonce's debut in the way it was set up. It had some massive singles. And then it kind of just like uh, falls off a little bit and the rest of the album mm-hmm. is just okay. I kind of feel the same with this one. It has a couple of strong records, but the rest of it is just okay. Right. And again, before well, people run up in our mentions, like no, we, I think all of us agree that like she's a talented artist. She's just missing. This album is just like missing something. And maybe in the second go around, she'll find that spark. But eh, for someone to be kind of elevated as R&B's biggest star right now, thanks to Boot Up being all over the freaking place, I don't know if the album really measures up to that. You know what's interesting, though, guys? Like, I know we're not the target audience. Maybe Kyle is. He's a little younger for LMA. But, like, man, I feel like the songwriting just isn't what songwriting once was in R&B. Like, it, the Boot Up and Drip, like, the choruses are just so... Lottie Dottie, as someone once yes. said, like it's not even creative lyrics. I, it's I don't get it. It's not at all, and it's one thing. And I, and I will say, and I don't want to say I'm giving it a pass, but it's it sounds a little. It's easier to kind of deal with when it's coming from an LMA, but when you got like a old head like Mariah doing it, that's when it really makes my skin crawl. Or as you know, who who we'll talk about in just a second is the same way. When we got older artist, artist, older artists kind of doing that kind of uh, Twitter talk, as I call it, talking like memes and Facebook posts as lyrics, it really, really just cheapens their product. And again, if you're talking to that audience and you're at that age, all right, it works. But good, we didn't hear Luther coming out in 2000 talking about bling <laughs> and whatever else we were talking about. He talked to his audience. So it was very weird yeah. that we have current veterans kind of dumbing down their lyrics. Right. Well, with Ella, I think I've mentioned before, her music is very simple and I guess basic in a way, which there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's a place mm-hmm, for that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so I think that's probably uh, the, the reason for the, the, the simple songwriting. But I do got to give a quick shout out to B. Cox. He produced probably the best song on the album dangerous that song right there Woo! yeah i love it um when you take boot up and trip and i know a lot of people like naked when you take something those older tracks out of the conversation that's by far the standout 
Yeah, but let's keep it real, though. you got to have simple lyrics these days. It can't be too advanced, or the kiddies will just be turned off completely from the music. You know that. Oh, sad <laughs> but true, player. And I've seen that a lot this year with on the hip-hop side of things, because not to get too far and off track, but there have been a lot of albums that have come up that have been very lyrically dense. And the first thing these youngins say is, I don't want to hear that rapping and rap. You're rapping too much to rap. <laughs> like, but player, it's, it's, isn't the rapper supposed to rap? Or is he supposed to skirt, skirt? You can go skirt, skirt yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, next song I want to talk about. Before we get to your boy, Tom, uh, Candy, she put out a new record. And I haven't heard the song yet, but I've seen the album cover. It has her putting oh. both her hands on her head, and Ed's mystery hand like grabs um, Candy's chest. Have you guys seen this photo? Well, first of all, we many of us, most of you probably listening now, have seen a photo. Um, it's in the Soul and Serial Cipher if you missed it. But that ain't my hand. I don't know whose old Paddle Bell hand that is. It's some <laughs> old church lady's hand, all grabbing her crotch Ew. and grabbing her nipples. Like what? Candy, what you doing? She was too yeah. busy for the escape reunion, but she had plenty of time to throw her um, auntie's hands all over her. Oh my parts. god! Can we move on, please? This is disgusting. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me just say once again, happy birthday to Usher, and to celebrate his birthday, he dropped a new album, EP, playlist, project. I'm not sure what this is, um, with our boy, uh, well, not my boy, somebody's boy. Our boy? <laughs> Whose boy? <laughs> not somebody's my boy. boy. Somebody's boy, <laughs> Zaytoven, um, who managed to put his drop in every single song. Tom, I know you listened to the album, so before you give your thoughts on it, can I get a Zaytoven drop? No, hold hold on. I gotta okay. give a shout out real quick to Black Pearl IV on Twitter. She totally disagreed with our thoughts on the album, but... Hey, that's what music is about. You could disagree, you could have different opinions, but it's all love, right? Right, guys? Yep. Sort of. I guess. Unless <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's let's backtrack here. The album came out uh, Friday at midnight. Tom, I know you were anxiously waiting for the project to come out on Spotify. Um, as a matter of fact, you sent me the emoji of some guy going to bed, which means you probably didn't care. But you did get around to it. Uh, what did you think? Listen, when you when they said Zaytoven produced the whole thing, you knew what to expect. And it was exactly what we expected. I think we all said there was one song we liked. And, uh, hey, that's how it turned out. So I'm probably ne- will never listen to this album again in my, in my life. So it is what it is. Damn. <laughs> um, Ed, you reviewed the album for SoInStereo.com. And it got probably the lowest score I've ever seen, a 1.5 out of 5. I think Black Panties got that as well. Black Panties got that. It has tied. Black Panties was long known as the worst scoring album in the history. You know how many, first of all, just, let's like consider that. Do you know how many albums I have listened to since this, this site has been rolling for 10 years? And how many albums I've listened to and reviewed? This Usher album has tied for the worst album I have ever reviewed. That's how whack it is. It is awful. And it's funny that you're talking about his birthday because the worst song on this album is called Birthday. So, I mean, 
from what I understand, because I think uh, one of our readers went to iTunes and said, I think on the iTunes description, it said that like they put this album together in less than a week or something. It sure sounds like it because it sounds like Zaytoven had a couple leftover future beats. Usher freestyled on them and was like, here you go. Give me your nine ninety nine. Let me give you a hint. Don't get this man no birthday money because it is awful. The only song, like you mentioned, there's a song called You Decide. Now, that song has promise. It's not the best song, but it, number one, feels like an Usher track, and it also feels current. And that's the thing, because there are a lot of Usher stands out there that's like, you just want it to sound like Confessions. Absolutely not. I do not want another Confessions, because he's not going to be able to measure up to that. The album is 15 years old. There's no way he can do that again. But you can still do Trap. If you want to do trap that badly and do it with a little bit of artistry. And we've seen that Keith did that better than he did on the little song he's got out now. Because he used trap drums, but it still sounds like a Keith Sweat song. The Carters had an album earlier this year where they were trapping. And it sounds pretty decent. It's not for everybody, but it's certainly not bad. This is just lazy. It's poor singing, disguised as rapping, or vice versa, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Some lazy guest verse from the usual mumble suspects. And it just throws dirt on that man's legacy. I know we love Usher. I know that he is one of the greats. I know that in the era of the 2000s, he is probably the king of R&B. But in 2018, that crown has been long gone. Happy birthday, homie. All right. <laughs> oh. So before I give my two cents on the album, you know, I know this album is titled A, but if you guys were teachers and you guys were, were grading this on a report card, what letter would you give this album? Oh, freaking Z. You don't even Damn. deserve an F. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that, but Kyle, just make sure you, you carve out some more space for me to rant about this album when you're done. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> let me be the guy to defend Usher if you guys no, are going to go. Someone cut his mic guys, off, please. Some, <laughs> you guys are just drinking your haterade. Let me, I've, I've got a couple things to say here, okay? Well, first of all, uh-huh. um, I did read uh, that this is not actually the Usher album. That's coming uh, later in the year or early next year. This was just like a tribute to Atlanta. I don't know if that's like an excuse for the quality of this project, but I'm gonna give him a pass. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, oh. no, plan. That's a if this is a tribute to Atlanta, that is a disrespect to this to Atlanta. Look how many classic albums. I mean, classic albums that he's put out. Then everyone else has put out that have been tributes to the Atlanta sound. If you want to do that, you don't come out with some lazy stereotype of Atlanta. Man, get out of here. Well, Ed, Kyle, that's just see. that's just how they that's just how they do in the South, Kyle. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. Please continue because I'm already riled up. Now I gotta break a shot glass over this guy's head. <laughs> All right. So with this project, I'll full on admit it. I forced myself to try to like it, and there were times during the album where I was like, "Okay, this isn't bad." And then 15 seconds of the song would go by, and I'd be like, oh, right, this is terrible. So, in my opinion, of those eight songs, if you take about two and a half of those records, you decide being one of them, obviously, and 
you can maybe make a case that this is an average EP. If you cut the album from eight to two, and maybe you get an okay EP. Um, but I will say during the times that he was singing, he sounded pretty good. Usher, I think, deserves more credit as a vocalist in terms of just historically, he's probably one of the best male vocalists. He's not KC, obviously, and he's not Wanye, but he's he's pretty good when he did, when he decides Wanye. to sing. Uh, Wanye, what? oh my god. Don't listen, don't worry. No, don't worry, Tom. We'll talk, we'll talk about Wanye later. Kyle is right. <laughs> Kyle is exactly right because, and people ask why I came up with the score of 1.5 instead of a zero or whatever since I hated it so much. I also I gave him a little bit of credit because there's one song, and I'm blanking on the song, but I'm, you guys know it, where he is actually singing. The song is not good, but he's actually singing. And just that little bit shows that the man at 40 years old still does the thing. Like, he sounds great when he wants to sing. Now, the content was terrible. Like, whatever the song was was very lazy. But I, I clearly remember being like, huh, dude still got some vocals if he had done that beyond that one little song. So, like Kyle said, yeah, you got one and a half songs that were okay. Player, that's not even an EP. That's like when... In 1998, when you would go buy a single and it has like the one song and then the remix and then like the other song on it, that's just a single from Camelot Music. Get out of here. <laughs> well, Tom, on uh, on our Instagram page, um, you ha- you were tagging different people to get their thoughts on the uh, album and a lot of negative responses, obviously. But Tom, tell them why you're mad. Why are you tagging everyone? I saw you tag Jermaine Dupree at one point. We we reached out to Jermaine Dupree, Rico Love, B. Cox for a lifeline, and they just left us out there to die. They couldn't even help us. Man. Man. They don't. They, they were shrugging their shoulders at this point. But I'm seriously, sure they were. <clears throat> can I continue my rant now? Yes, you can. I'm 32 shots in, and I'm ready to go, guys. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what I don't get is the argument that, oh, Usher's just evolving. How is Evolving copying the trends? I, I don't buy that. I just think people are dumbing down what they expect from music. Like, he's a leader. He's he's supposed to be creating trends, not following what's currently popular with the kids. Like, that's to me, is no. No, that's you can't say that. I mean, do you guys disagree Thank with you. that? No, and no. I say that 100%. It's not often I 100% agree with Tom, but yes, right now I'm doing it because I'm sick of hearing that excuse, too evolving is not that's devolving evolving yep. is what he did in 2004 when he co-opted that um little john sound that drove him nuts. <laughs> you know that freaking beat that was on everything like that is evolving and pushing the genre forward i didn't like it but hey it worked and it resonated and it created a sound that went forward that everybody else was doing. He tried to do it again with Here I Stand with the more adult sound. Didn't quite work, but at least he tried. There was never a point where he was like, okay, I'm going to do a whole album in auto-tune in 2008. Like, that would be devolving. So, in 2018, and let's not forget that he, how was he evolving when he already did this in 2016 with that last Hard to Love album, which we thought was his low point, but he topped it this. This was even lower. So he's not only just copying trends, he's copying the worst album he ever did. <laughs> Damn. Okay, well, I'm going to read a couple of tweets that I found. 
Um, one tweet actually said, Usher refuses to give us the traditional R&B album we keep asking him for. This is true. Yeah, it's true. And mm-hmm. the second person, this is from Michael on Mike.com. He wrote, We must realize that we are always going to be punished for the disappointing sales of Here I Stand. If I could stream trading places a trillion times to make most of the later selections from Usher's catalog become a figment of my imagination, I would double my efforts. You guys going to be streaming trading places? I'm good. That guy has a point, though, actually. I, I feel uh, like that guy has a good point. Because Usher uh, can't do grown music. He's caught in the middle of trying to remain a celebrity. He doesn't want to become irrelevant. You know what I mean? And yes, and I agree with that. I agree that the... Because like we just said, he tried to do that before. It didn't work. So now he's stuck. But my point is, he tried to do the young stuff. It didn't work. So why not try something else? We're talking about yeah. evolution. Try some. Don't do the same thing again and do it even sloppier. Like that doesn't show. That's yeah. ridiculous. True. Well, the one, uh, the one uh, optimistic thing that comes out of this is Usher's real album will be coming out either later this year or early next year. And I know with every Usher album, we go into hopes that we're getting the next Confessions. So I'm going to ask both of you guys one time. Are you guys, is the window still open for Usher, or are you guys done with him? Tom? Dude, the, I hate to say it, but that window is always open. He, can, he has the ability to drop another Confessions. I'll, I'll keep saying it. It might still come, guys. We always got to check for him. Oh. Ed? Ugh. I'm agreeing with Tom too much on this podcast. It's making yep. my stomach yep. hurt. But, however, I won't say, I won't go as far to say that he has another. I do not think he has another confession in him. But I think that he has the ability to give us something solid. He has the ability to give us some good stuff. For whatever reason, he's just so unfocused or so insecure that dude is still like going through his little midlife crisis. But does he have the ability to give us something great? No question. I never closed the window on anybody. Except maybe when KC was riding on his bodyguard eating chicken out the crowd. And I might have to close the window on you for that. But everybody else, you know, I, I give hope because you have proven yourself. You are a veteran. You have deserved the spot that you were in. So, yeah, I'll keep that window open. Do I think we get another confession? Nope. But we can sure get something better than what we got. All right. So, you guys putting your life savings on Usher putting out a traditional R&B album next? Or is it going to be more trap? My heart Uh, says more trap. If B. Cox is involved, it's not going to be trap. And if if J.D. is involved, it won't be trap. Are they going to be involved, though? I mean, they say they have said before that they want to be. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what's you I, know what's crazy though. We spent so much time talking about this guy when Music Soul Child released a classic album in 2016. He had a classic double album in 2017, and no one pays attention because classic. that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! You guys got to give props. These were I solid like albums. Props. The double album was pretty okay. The other album was pretty okay. But man, y'all throw around classics pretty freely. Ed, Comparatively like, speaking. Random female scenes. 
Oh. Well, Ed, one day Tom will tell you about the time Music Soul Child yelled at him, but that won't be today's podcast. <laughs> I Listen, sure. guys. I've been yelled just, at by his folks, too. I'm just waiting on that next Wanye solo album to come out. Oh, oh my gosh, Wanye solo album. <laughs> hey, Sean had, a, Sean had a decent EP, so keep hope alive. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've got some news for everyone here. Uh, well, actually, i got a couple more records. You guys throw out whatever you want. I know we're running short on time right now. Uh, Rashawn Patterson, Silly, dropped a new record. Yes, and I haven't heard that yet, and I've heard great things about it. No, it's a cool vibe. He's just like a ghost, though. I don't understand why, you know, what his goal is at this point. I'm just throwing songs out there on SoundCloud. We like hearing it. It's just that he hasn't had an album in seven years, so curious to see what he's got going on. All right. Um, a fan wanted Ed's thoughts on the Day 26 EP and Black's new album. Um, and I have not heard, well, I've heard some of Black's. Yeah, I spent yesterday trying to catch up on a lot of stuff that I've missed. I was traveling when Black dropped a couple weeks ago. So Wait I a second, Di- Digital Black came out with an album from Player? Not Digital Black, oh my gosh, oh, not oh, him. Oh, my bad. Okay. See, this is what happens when you say Usher too much. The man's over there <laughs> swimming in Henny. Anyway, no, Six Slack. But oh, six slack. Oh, good. Got it. Anyway, Black's album. I haven't. I've only heard bits and pieces. What I heard was okay, and I actually liked better than his last release. But I need to hear it in full. Black is one of those weird artists that, to me, always it's kind of like the LMA album, where it's like two or three good songs and a lot of eh, okay stuff. So I have to give him a full listen, especially as we start wrapping up the year and I start doing my year-end countdown. And uh, as far as Day 26, you know, I love Day 26, but they just haven't been the same since Brian Angel left the group. I don't think anyone's ever actually said that, but um, I haven't heard it yet. Oh, I'll, I'll my get, God. I'll, I'll get around to it. We love you, Brian. He is the oh, – uh, he's, he's, he won the R&B draft for our podcast a couple of years ago. You guys remember that? I remember that because I came in dead last, and I was very salty about that. <laughs> We might have to get that R&B draft running again. Uh, I got a couple of Christmas albums for you guys, Tom, to go along with your Nintendo Switch playing. Jesse J is releasing a Christmas album, and so is John Legend. Are you excited? Uh, the first one's probably cool. Pass on the second one. I think he drank himself to <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, th- uh, no thanks on the John Legend. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. John Legend Christmas sounds awful, but Jesse might be okay. All right. I think John Legend's actually going on, going on a tour uh, to sing Christmas songs uh, this upcoming month, or like next month, so that'll be fun. Why is he singing Christmas I- songs at Thanksgiving? Wait till Christmas. Ugh. <laughs> Got, uh, guys, I got a piece of news for you guys. I want your opinion on this. What's up? You know that rapper uh, that passed away that has that starts with a bunch of X's in the name? I don't know how to pronounce oh, it. Oh, good God, yes. Yep. Dudes, he won favorite R&B soul album at the American Music Awards. Oh, yeah, for real? God. Yes, he what did. What is and going people on? Ask, people ask why like I don't review the American Music Awards. This is why, because they don't know what they're talking about. 
Now, I didn't watch the show, but one of our readers told me that apparently it's fan voted, so maybe that's what's going on. If that's the case, fans are stupid, because that is not our, that mumbly, auto-tuny stuff that he does is not army. He's actually, by the way, I'll go on record, he's not bad for what he is. He actually had promise, but he is not a singer, and Lord knows he should not be winning an R&B award. It was almost to me like, man, this guy passed away. We got to give him an award. Where can we fit him in where we have nothing else to give out? Oh, R&B. There's no one doing that anymore. Let's make him an (laughs) R&B artist. That's exactly what happened, I'm sure. And then our boy Khalid Khalid also won an R&B award. So, yeah, American Music Awards, they're banned from, from, uh, you know, I got so and so on stereo. Yeah, well, they were already, the door was locked when they came out, and I turned the lights <laughs> off, like trick-or-treaters I don't want in my house. Damn. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ronnie DeVoe was rolling over in his grave when he found out that this extension guy won the AMA, what? The AMA award. Ext- what? Ronnie De- Oh, my. There's so much wrong Ron- with that sentence you just said. Ronnie DeVoe is, is alive and well, guys. Oh. Oh, Sorry. Uh, but, Tom, you just opened up the gates for our Play of Please Awards then. So that was one on my list. Uh, the second one, uh, so JoJo from the group Jodeci. You guys love JoJo, right? No, oh boy. What'd they do this the ba- time? The background singer? Well, uh, Tom, the this background, background singer... Calm down. This background <laughs> singer is about to go solo. He's coming out with a solo album. And you know, well, I'm surprised it took this long, to be honest. I mean, after that chicken stunt with the with the piggyback ride that his partner got, he had to find a new career path, so. <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, after that, he was like, I'm done. I want to find my own giant man to ride on so I can eat chicken. You can't do that sitting in the house. Let me put out this record and make some money so I can buy a giant human to ride on. <laughs> what is going on at R&B player? All right. I don't know. All right. And then the last player, please. This is actually a serious topic. And I know this could go on for like 20 minutes, but we're going to try to keep it short. I was talking to an artist's uh, manager uh, through text the other day because that artist had just put out a mixtape. And uh, I was trying to figure out why they randomly released a mixtape. There's no promotion on it. It's not even on this person's Instagram page. So I hit up the manager and was like, what's going on? And why is this person releasing so much music? The manager just said, well, yeah, I know the music sucks, but he's just trying to play the streaming game to make money. He doesn't actually care about the quality. Guys? Oh, my gosh. What's going on? What's uh, going on? It's 2018. Why do you drop this? Yeah, I could yeah. have gone for a half an hour on this. We, we've got, like, a couple minutes to wrap up, so I can't go off like I want to. But that's 2018 for you. That's why we got this Usher album. You want to know? It's not for his birthday. He wants to drop some little trap-happy album. They can land on a couple Spotify playlists and he can get some streaming dollars. That's what it's all about. It's about that's why we keep seeing these gigantic Lil Wayne albums and Drake albums that have like 50 songs on them and two good songs and they're all stupid. You just loading up Spotify with new streaming music, get them streaming dollars. It's all about quantity, not quality. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, it it sucks. 
Um, so before we wrap up, uh, Tom, give us the soul backtrack of the day. I mean, I know you were uh, on YouTube the other day listening to Doing Just Fine by Boys to Men, and you read some pretty <laughs> sad comments on YouTube. Oh, my can you God. Go, can you go into that before you give us the real soul backtrack of the day? I'll, that's going to be the track of the day because I don't even know how I ended up listening to that song. But, man, if you combine that song and reading the YouTube comments, it's like a group therapy session down there, man. It's so sad. <laughs> People are trying to uplift each other. I'm serious, man. If you have some free time and you don't care about being depressed, go check that out, guys. Man, wow. I mean, I love sad. that song, but I'm scared to look at the comments. It is pretty heavy. Yo, but... but- yeah, Tom, you made Tom, you made an interesting point. Isn't that like the first song on the album? Yeah, that was that's a weird thing. I mean, why would you lead an album off with that? But that's another discussion. But guys, there was a comment down there. A woman was like, "I was in the hospital, and I was gonna die, and my man left me, but I survived, and now I'm doing good." I'm like, "Wow." Well, Where'd, she's doing <laughs> just fine. <laughs> yeah. But man, oh, there's, no. there's, I had to, I had to count my blessings because there's some rough situations out there, guys. Wow. Well, when, and I've talked about this before. At its best, music can heal, and that's what it's there for—to uplift and heal and to entertain. At worst, you got a forty-year-old man acting like he's nineteen, singing about his birthday. So, good days oh. and bad days. Well, I'll I tell mean, you we what, talk after- about the time, but yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Well, I was going to say, I'll tell you what, after this podcast, I'm going to go search up You Got It Bad by Usher. Maybe we'll get some sad stories, but I think we'll just get a lot of, uh, why can't Usher be this again type of comments. Yeah, that's what <laughs> oh. you'll get. And it'll be me. What about the comment section of You Don't Have to Call? That's a classic right there. Our boy Soul Child will be in the comments there. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Come he on. was singing oh, it man he I was singing know. It. shout oh. out to my man the remix king oh my goodness alright yep. uh, let's this play this is ridiculous <laughs> let's wrap this up so we have boys to men doing just fine as our soul back track of the day Ed what's going on with soulinstereo.com man player there's a whole lot going on as we discuss if you want to see a review of the worst album of the year probably no question Roll over to soulandstereo.com, check out my review of Usher's album A, and of course I've also got a review of LMA's album, see my thoughts in detail on that, which I thought was okay. Also, we got a new edition of the Love Letters Up, so go see me kind of talk about people's business and put it all in the street. I mean, they send me the letters, what am I supposed to do? I put it in the street. If you didn't want it, don't send it to me. So anyway, Love Letters and... I haven't told you guys this, but keep an eye on Soul and Stereo in the next couple of weeks. I'm working on a cool little project, and it should drop, if not next week, maybe the following week. So, got a little nice. surprise for y'all coming in the next couple of weeks. Nice. Oh, I forgot to mention, PJ Morton is also dropping a Holiday's album. Uh, Tom, I know you're very All excited right. about that one, but uh, what's going on with You Know I Got Soul? We got a few things. First off, Ed, our boy, will be interviewing Keith Sweat for You Know I Got Soul. Ah! It's not official yet, but that will be happening. Wow. Yes. Yep, that'll be exciting. I mean, that'll probably last a few hours, but, you know, we'll take it. It'll be worth it. Uh, we're, uh, I'm putting this in the universe right now. We're getting Wanye as a guest for our next podcast. We're working on that as we speak. 
Jeez. What'd you do? I listened listen to, to Doing Just Fine, man. That guy went from being devastated to, like, a survivor, guys. This is true. Yes, he did. It sure as we his need name is Wanye. Yep. So it's Wanye, Sean Stockman, and that other guy. Nathan. <sighs> Nathan? Are you talking about Mike? No, Mike left, I think. I think it's Nathan. In the group currently. Oh, Nathan. yeah. It's yeah Nathan. Mike left. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it's pretty slow, as you guys know. Not really many albums coming out. Not much for us to cover at this point. But yeah, we just put up a new feature with uh, with our friend Zeppelin of Neo Elite. We've been collaborating with him all year on the uh, Millennials and Music series, and he's got Victory Void as his latest feature. So we have that up on the site now. She's a new artist signed to Rock Nation. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's been kind of slow. Right. Um, and then as for me, uh, yeah, not a lot going on either. I was supposed to interview Ro James last week at the Jesse J show. If you guys haven't gotten tickets to that yet, you should go check out that show. It's actually really, really good. Jesse J is amazing live. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, I think that's it for me. I don't really have much going on. That could change, of course, within the next six months or so because that's usually what happens in R&B. Um, things change over the course of six months. Used to be like every week, but that's how slow things are now. But uh, that seems to be it for this week's podcast. Tom, I hope you don't have a hangover tomorrow from all this Usher talk. <laughs> um, Ed, um, Thanks, guys. You and I will go drink some Sunny Delight, the uh, the California edition, because we're not drinking yes, mucus. California kind of. The all rest right. of you got to chew like chewing gum. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with more R&B to talk about. Uh, in the meantime, go listen to that new Usher album. Peace. All Peace. right.